This is MMA Love, Love from America. My third attempt at this intro. I hope Luke will will stay quiet as as maybe maybe he can do it. I am Matt, the voice and the conscience of the MMA fan in Central Europe. With me is your favorite Luke. He's from Seattle. He watches all them fights. He is your transatlantic friend. He now brags with his fight pics on his Instagram account. Um, it's, it's not bragging. I have it's to so admit, I have to admit, they're very good at the moment, though. <laughs> uh, together, <laughs> don't worry. I just posted. They're really bad. <laughs> together, we bring you love from America, an MMA podcast for the hardest of hardcore fans. It is in English and Swiss English, as you might have heard. So you have to bear with my accent. This is the Hanging with the Boys episode. Luke, <laughs> why the fuck are we doing this today? Uh, I'm here. I'm doing this because of capoeira stand-ups. Yeah. Uh, we, we had a capoeira stand-up, and we also had, I think, a, a Kimura takedown. Or maybe it was a Kimura stand-up. I can't remember. I feel like I wrote it down somewhere. There was, a, there was one moment where someone used a Kimura attempt to uh, transition from the ground to the feet, or vice versa. Today we'll we have that we have a lot today. we have a lot of events to go through. We'll we'll look into UFC Font versus Garbrandt for you. Um, we'll go into the Invicta event. I didn't watch that, but Luke did, of course. I'll give you a <laughs> short recap of some German MMA, which I am not German, but I watched the German MMA championships and the national fighting championships. Both took place uh, Saturday. Saturday. Um, we will go into Bellator, of course, and then we'll look forward to PFL matchups who got announced and whatever we have time for uh, left. Is that good for you, Luke? Are you, are you ready? Are you it. excited? I think I am. I think you've, I think you fired me up. <laughs> because you, first you said you were very salty, but this is the I MMA was. Love show. Uh, one, one guy asked us why, why we call it the mm -hmm. MMA Love podcast. And he was right with all of his guesses. It's just, we just want to be positive about the sport, which is not always easy. We also want to be positive about fighters and fights because we do love them. We do love them. <clears throat> and there are a lot of uh, shady characters, transgential and in MMA. And it's pretty easy to get salty about it and want to just walk away and not watch it anymore, I think. At least for me, uh, there's always a question of like, Am I, am I really a good person if I'm watching this? <laughs> maybe not, but um... maybe not. But <laughs> I do love watching it. Uh, I was going to ask you if you there. It says somewhere on 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 the website that this has been this web this this podcast has been ten years in the making. Is there a history lesson there for the English listeners? Have you been doing this for ten years? Absolutely. What we did okay. we, we did we we started in two thousand nine or two thousand and ten. And we did some video uh, YouTube hangouts, it was called, back then. I hope mm -hmm. everything of this stuff is deleted. But we actually had some good interviews, also with some guys we interviewed 10 years later in the in the mother tongue. Also in, mm -hmm. in some high German or in French or in English, as depending on what the, the people actually talked about. But yes, it is, it is actually 10 years old, 11 years. Right on, right on. Okay, so, so there is a name to it, but, but my answer to the guy about about trying to stay positive and, and just focus on the things we love and recommend the fights we love. That was all on point, though. Listen. What? Good Luke. <laughs> there was a <laughs> UFC card this, this weekend. It is um, a UFC <laughs> Fight Night, Fight Night Vegas, they're calling it now. Actually, Fight Night Vegas 27. So they have wow. been back to the apex. They've given them numbers. Yeah, yeah. I found out. I journalisted cool. it. Uh, they found uh, they they went back to the apex after they had some full crowds the last two or three events. I was actually looking forward to this card, but then it happened. So, um, what, what did you love about this card? I mean, I did love the questions <laughs> this event posed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had we had a lot of decisions first and foremost on the card. That that can mean two things. Either it means good matchmaking and the fights could be very exciting. It also could mean a lot of unexciting heavyweight fights. 
and it could mean some wrestling and not so, man, so much action as you would wish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it posed a lot of questions. So, and I like that because now, now you have some storylines to talk about. That's, that's a, a tip or something I'd, I'd suggest to the listeners when they're not sure to if they should watch the UFC or, or any other MMA event for that, for that thing because um, you might not ha- have to watch the whole event. Just listen to Luke and myself talk about the, the fights we liked. You can rewatch these or just, just watch them and, and see if, if there's any, any stuff that is building out of these things. What did you love about the event? Well, I think I mentioned it in the in the intro. There was a capoeira stand up, which was rad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't uh, usually when when a dude goes to uh, goes to his fight and is back flipping before the fight starts. I tend to write him off and figure, yeah, this guy's going to gas in like the first half round. But uh, this was the first fight. Ismagula versus Alves. Ismagula, we were talking about before the show opened, he he racked up, I think, 13 wins in Russia before he got the call to the UFC. And is a he's he is the he is the most Russian of Russian Rasselfukers. Uh gets a dude down and just does some ground and pound, keeps him there. Alves gets in the cage to start the fight, starts doing backflips in his intro, uh, gets taken down and Gets up with a capoeira stand-up by breakdancing. I looked like breakdancing. Yeah, he breakdanced over the back of this guy. It was quite amazing. Yep. It was, uh, it was. I, th- I think just some literal breakdancing dance-off moves. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, look. So I loved that. I didn't love. I don't know if I loved the fight necessarily. It tended to slow down later, kind of like you would think it would, but. In the, the the first round was pretty fun and a great way to to just sort of open the card, uh, and and then moving on from there we got really just a a great cross section of modern UFC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How would you define the cross section or the modern UFC? What 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 would the cross in- of uh, we had we had faint ghost busting kickboxing we had wrestle fucking we had matchups. Uh, that were good at the top and matchups that were not so good throughout. Um, but we also had some moments in in the card that were really cool, like Dvorak getting a one-armed rear naked choke. Yeah, let's 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 stay with that for a short moment because, of course, as I said, there there were some storylines and and the best of what I loved about the event was Dvorak, our Euro boy, with the slick and brutal one-arm guillotine. I mean, he was holding his shoulder to create the torque, and he was he was. Um, moving his hips to the right place, but that dude basically just one-armed guillotined okay. <laughs> uh, that that guy. And look, he has sixteen wins in a row now. So muscled that dude. It's really that, wild. That they, man. Got, they even got that cleared. That dude. That dude stepped in from Extreme Couture in Vegas with like four days notice or something like that. With, yeah, I think he's. I think it's records four and one now. I think it's kind of wild they that they the ufc got the commission to approve it but still i mean late replacements are late replacements are a theme and it's it's more a theme not 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 on the ufc level because late replacements there are usually quite good late replacements in german mma where we go in uh later in the show there there's something else but yeah 16 wins in a row for dvorak gave this man some mad love and watch 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 some of his fights because I think we have something on our hands here to uh, just tickle the the US guys a bit because that mm-hmm. dude is very good. I have him as the submission of the night for for myself. Uh, there was wasn't that many submissions. Rothwell just brute forced his his submission, so no no choice there. <laughs> but I mean, Rothwell, look, that dude was so so much better than his opponent and then he just he yeah. pieced him up and i think even he had a, some sort of a pity pity submission yeah. i think he just he just didn't want to hurt the guy anymore and just yeah, yeah beat him was, down and, and then watch. that just cranked him cranked him out of the octagon <laughs> yeah yeah and and that's and that's good because it, that's the kind of thing like i think there are a couple times on this card where people were like, yeah, I, I had to, I had to get this guy out of there. I had to win this fight convincingly. 
where it was like, yeah, they brought this guy in and I can't be the guy that puts this guy over because if I do, then I'm out of the UFC. And uh, I I want to give a I do want to give a shout out. One thing I really, really loved on this card was Court McGee's post fight interview. I don't know if you caught it. It doesn't look like I took any deep notes on it, but he basically got in there and and talked a lot about his his seventy year old neighbor across the street telling him he's too nice a guy and that he needs to forget all that when he gets in the cage. Because apparently apparently his neighbor he absolutely adores, she tells him, you need to get in there and, and do what your name says you are. You're the crusher. You need to get in there and crush souls. For, and I just thought that was for the, the people. most heartfelt, heartfelt post-fight interview. Yeah, for the people who don't know, Court McGee is, is a guy, I, I don't know how many fights he had in the UFC, I think around 20. He was on a three-fight losing streak, but now he won again. What you have to know about Court McGee, that dude was declared clinically dead after overdosing on heroin in 2005 or something like that. And now he looks like a brick house. And he mm-hmm. had 20, uh, like 30 professional fights. And that is that is some, I think it's it's a feel-good story. Okay, he, he just replaced one addiction with the other. Nothing healthy <laughs> if you're doing MA on a high Perhaps. level, but yeah. Perhaps. I mean, I mean, there's... There's 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 levels to addiction and there's levels to health, right? And and being a professional fighter is certainly healthier than than having a functional heroin addiction. Of course, but if you're if you're declared clinically dead after overdosing, I think your your addiction level it was quite high. But that that is very impressive. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Court McGee is, is a good shout out. It's also feel good. This story. is this is a this is a huge huge issue here in the USA. I don't know what it looks like in Europe, um, but opio- opioids and, and drug addiction and, and the movement, the move from being prescribed pharmaceuticals to being addicted to pharmaceuticals happens to, it happens to anybody and court going out and, and doing work both professionally to come back from that as a fighter and have a job and, and provide, but also to go out and work with others that are suffering is, is, Definitely yeah. the feel-good story of the night for me. Don't, and also just the way he talked in this post-fight interview, you can tell the guy is like a good dude. You know, Not wanting to to drag this show down 12 minutes in, but we had Needle Park in the 90s. If you want to Google it, it's it's abysmal. Yeah. So, so and then, Matt, no, dude, I just have to go outside and go down to the park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so mad respect for, for Court McGee. That's, that's, a, that's an awesome win for himself. So yeah, the, yeah. For, for, for the things we loved, I mean... Warrock was very very good. Rothwell was was nice to see because that that dude he doesn't look like it doesn't look the part, but that dude is very good for a heavyweight. Let's say like that. And then sure. I have I have something. I mean, <laughs> I probably let's let's go into let's go into um, Silva first. Silva versus Rodriguez, a fight on the undercard, and I have to admit something. Silva, <laughs> I mean, Bruno Silva, that dude almost got me because he was standing like two feet apart of, of Victor Rodriguez, his opponent, and then he started to basically ghost-busting shadow box. And I was uh-huh. like, oh my fucking God, what is what is going on here? Is he doing a Jessica I impression? Is he... Is he making fun of that of that thing? But I, but then I thought, no, 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 no. That dude is really he's he's striking so far apart, and I was I was getting so mad. But then 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 Silva just blitzed in like flyweight speed, but but light speed. I couldn't even comprehend what was going on there. He he was basically standing outside and doing his best Jessica eye, and then he moved in. He hurt him with a knee and an overhand. Disturbing the equilibrium and then TKO'd that guy like out of nowhere. And for featherweight, that was uh, for, sorry for flyweight, that was very very impressive. So I was, he almost got me, Bruno Silva. You almost got me, but you you made good. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. It was good. He 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 had he brought props to ask for a bigger bonus as well. Which is oh always, my god, Felder, Felder just loved it. He had a uh, he he had he was asking uh, Silva to call Tony Ferguson uh, to try to get the bonus increased for last night. Uh, and Felder was uh, was imploring the fighters to always keep asking for more money. I don't know how uh, well that's going to go over, but 
that happens sure that happened for 20 years and always always the journalists go oh my god these poor guys have to keep, beg for more money asking. but keep asking just don't organize guys i how did you like the the font he he wrote down did you like the graffiti style is it do we rate I thought, yeah i thought it was effective i thought it was effective I, it didn't bother me i think it You're i think it could from have from a more you have a bit more of a graphic design background than i do though can you give us your input no, it was very bad he, oh, he could have he could have put put way more effort into it like just use some color maybe make it a bit bigger like you think he just like got kind of bored at the hotel the night before yeah but started, that's it i mean one. my my five-year-old niece could do a better job he maybe maybe sprinkle some <laughs> some glitter on it just just you ha or, or even put lights and <laughs> you have to you have to do a bit more. It, it was basically just just a. Oh my God! What what is the, the English word? I have word a question. Yeah, about, please. I have a question for you. Uh, does Dan Ige change his nickname? <laughs> he, he has to. Does he change it to seventy five k now? Yeah, but that that nickname, I'll I'll give it a two out of ten. So. Oh, and the graffiti seventy five k for Dana um, thing that Bruno Silva did. That's a one out of ten. One one. I mean, it's it. The effort was not there. You're a mean dude today. But Maybe very no no no. That was a very good fight. He almost got me. But, but put put more effort into that into that thing. That I like. I liked it. I, I didn't <laughs> even. It it did. It happened so fast for me. I didn't even notice the ghost busting. So I, it might just be you. Yeah. Just but, no no. Um, Rewatch it. it. It's only a minute. Just just he, he was basically ghost busting for like forty seconds of that fight. <laughs> and I was like, no no, don't do this awesome. to me. Don't. Fucking awesome. Um. Yeah. But. I had we him. Had, I had him as the, had the. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes, I had him as the, the 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 KO of the night or the TKO of the night or however you want to call it. But then we have another contender, and that was a brutal contender because if you asked, if you would have asked me b before this event, and you told me that we'll see the KO TKO of the night in this fight, I would have told you, look for another hobby. Can you guess yeah, which it one was, it was? Uh, you're gonna. You're gonna. <laughs> I mean, if you were gonna if you're gonna put a percentage chance on it, what do you give it? Like seven percent chance? Yeah, that Jan I mean, gets finished from the bottom, dude. Carla Esparza versus Jan Xianan. I mean, Jan Xianan was was like we did it too. We, we touted her as the next big prospect out of China, and this even is, and even in the strawweight division for for she was so good in in her last fights. And Carla oh, Esparza is just. Do I have fucking takes about this? <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you go. I'll let this you. Is, get get your takes. So this is <clears throat> this is kind of what I what I mean. Like now that I can now that I've had more coffee and I can extrapolate on my thoughts. This is the cross section of the UFC card, the modern UFC card, where two fights before we have a split decision between women's 145ers, and then two fights up we have something completely unexpected happening in what is, in my opinion, one of the best divisions in mixed martial arts of women's 115s, where I was so goddamn wrong, it really bothers me, but Jan couldn't stop the takedown and also walked into the takedown right from the start of round one, came charging forward through a, through a I think, a punch. Carla just ducked under, took her down. That was that. So she... <laughs> And Carla, Carla getting crucifix, holding her down and elbowing her in the face and just bloodying her up. Truly, like getting the just bleed cross section of the UFC checked off, getting a finish. Uh, I hope she got a bonus. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, please look at it. I mean, yes, performance of the night. Yeah, Sparza got a fifty thousand dollar. Very well deserved. I, I think, I think it was, it was the best performance of Carla Sparza of her whole career. I had I had not had high hopes for that fight for her. Me neither. I I thought she I thought she would get kickboxed from the outside, take yeah. down stuff. I I I almost imagined it as that time Whitaker fought the Rassel guy from the army, and he just fought him with one arm hanging by his knee to stop the takedown, and punched him over and over again. Yeah, that's and no, Jan could not stop it. Mm -mm. Carla looked great. Mm -mm. Made me excited for Carla to get a title shot. I don't, I hope, I really, really hope that wasn't just her, like the night of her nights, because I have not seen a performance like that from her. She she is on a four fight or five fight winning streak, I think, but that that there were two split decisions that were, that was a majority mm -hmm. decision in there. Um, 
But that TKO, that dominance of Yan Jianan, which is still a very good fighter, I mean... Don't don't get it wrong. It it didn't look like that. We can talk about another another storyline out of this this um, UFC the ten eight round. I think the ten eight round in that uh, ten eight round in that fight in the first round was very very deserved and very correct. Oh yeah, immediate takedown to control the ground and pound the entire round. Right. She did a lot of damage. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, yeah, you you do. Yeah. 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 Oh, was that was it first round or second round that Jan almost armbarred herself? Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, th- second round. I feel extremely wrong about my picks on this entire card and I apologize to anyone who saw me post them and then went with them. Cuz man, was I wrong. <laughs> my first reaction when when Esparza won is what was like, "Oh no, we have to now we have to endure a Rose versus Esparza title bout." <laughs> But then, then I, rem- I is it something that we truly have to endure though? If this Carla shows up, no, or are if, we just having rose-colored glasses from the last from the last two fights from both fighters? Exactly. I mean, look, she, they, they these two already fought, mm-hmm. and Carla Esparza won against Rose Namajunas in two thousand and fourteen. She, she, she actually submitted her. But Carla then, won. Yeah, Carla won. Yeah. And and then she went on on some win lose win lose stuff. Now she's on a four fight or five fight winning streak. But this this performance against Jan made me say, okay, okay, why not? Why not give Spars another shot? She's thirty three now. Um, it's it, it's why I really just want to look at the last couple fights from each fighter, just yeah, because like I need to when do you that. look at when you look at Rose and that win over Rose. She submitted Rose in twenty fourteen yeah. to win the belt. Yeah. And then got absolutely fucking exposed by Joanna. I still remember it. It's one of the few things I actually do remember of her being on the cage and Joanna just teeing the yeah. Off jo- that was that was that was brutal. Look, brutal. Esparza, Esparza made a huge statement here. I mean, Jan Jonan, that that she didn't produce anything of significance in that fight. No significant offense. No significant defense. Nothing whatsoever. Uh, yep. The, that was, I mean, Keith Peterson stepped in after after Esparza had Jan Shannon in a in a triangle, no, in a, sorry, in a crucifix, and and he he was basically preventing a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. Yep. So because it was gonna be, it was gonna look like Jared Vandera from the fight before. <laughs> I mean, that was the only way that we ever would talk about Esparza getting another title shot again. That that performance was so brilliant. Um, no, no, not brilliant. I mean, that's that's a bit of a hyperbole. But no, it was it was it was it was an effective. It was so a, on point. It was the statement. It was the statement yeah. she had to make to say no. This and she is, did. This is for me. I'm next. So mad, no mad rematch, respect. No rematch with Wei Li. No, Rose has to fight another Chinese no. fighter and a bunch of bullshit. No. no, I'm next. And she did. Perfect. I hope they give it to her. Yeah, they need to. I, I mean, I, I mean, they have to. Right? After a performance like that. Uh, she's a former champ. It's it's a long time ago, but four fight, five fight winning streak. There is no one else left. I'd say. I mean, I don't want to see a rematch of Joanna and Rose. Not I yet. think after the KO of Whaley, I don't want to see that rematch immediately too. Not yet. So Carla, did you know the other thing. If I, if we play the imagination game a, a bit. You know, I was imagining a, a world where Rose just had to fight Chinese fighters for the rest of her life. But I'd love it. You also, you also can get the UFC can get a headline card in China out of this by having Yan and Wei Li fight on as a main event in Singapore or in China, right? So, like that's kind of a win-win for the UFC, in my opinion. Yeah, they can, they can. They can absolutely sell out a stadium with those two on the top of a card, and like maybe Jing Lang Li or something as the co-main. Yeah, look, the, the the other question I pose myself is that Rose will will Rose fight again this year? Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah. So probably there you go. not. But right? mad respect to Esparza, like cranking up her game, like really, yeah. really doing something, like really, really being dominant, wanting to fight, wanting to. Pressure the pressure Jan Shanyan, pu- putting all the things out there that you that you need to. So that that was an awesome fight. KO of the night. If you 
if you have the wrestling, if you have the judo, if you have the grappling over your opponent and you're in WMMA, take them down and just land volume. Because it because at if anything, Mackenzie Dern and and uh, shoot, what's her name? I forget the I forget the woman's name, but <laughs> the, the woman that screams when she lands ineffective ground and pound. Okay, you can you can get a fight stopped just with that. Yeah. But Asparza's was not ineffective. Asparza's was great. It was great to watch. Yeah. So very very good fight. I, I it was out of nowhere. I I had Kinda, yeah. I didn't had high hopes for that fight. I thought that Jan Shannon at least would easy decision Carla Esparza, uh, even even finish her or strike her as as good as she can. But um, yeah, that I that know. was. I feel like such a goofball thinking that now, but whatever. Hindsight's no, but 2020. no, but uh, I mean, if if you'd predict that before, I'd say you you're insane. You're just you're just you're just trolling by that point. Now we're smarter. Now I'm uh, actually I'm actually a bit more excited to see Esparza in another title shot. Aspen Lad is the screamer yes. that gets. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> um, what else was on that so card you liked? Or that kind of led me. That kind of led me down a rabbit hole in the middle of the event where I, I had picked so many Chinese fighters to win and then them losing. And it, it was actually, it was really starting to drive my average down on topology. And it, it, it sparked a conversation. What is China this, this year? 0 for 6, 0 for 7? Did the leech fight yet? So I went back through every UFC card so far in 2021. Would you like to guess the wins-loss record? of Chinese fighters in the UFC. You'd, and Dana Batgarel does not count. He's Mongolian. So don't don't for, don't confuse him from the last card. So you, you really did that. You you really went down the rabbit hole and did all of that. that I is, took all the notes. That is amazing. That's why I pay you so much money to do this podcast with me. Do you have a guess? Okay. Um so all of the I'm I'm repeating the question for my brain which is a bit broken. So all of the Chinese fights the fights with Chinese fighters in them and how many they won. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's guess that there were about... Do we count the ultimate fight to China for that? Uh, not if it was not a... Uh, not if it was not a in okay. 2021. And it was not. So, so only for this year or for all the years? Only for 2021. 2021. 2021. I didn't go through every UFC card. Let's say there were about 12 fights with Chinese fighters in them. Am I? You were very close. How many did they win? Uh, let's say one. Oh, man. You were still very close. They were two for 11 with wins coming <gasps> from Mudejeri Mudeji Su and the leech, Jing Lang Li, oh my God. both you, winning leech. in 2021, but everyone else, including our friend of the show, Zhang Wei Li, lost. Wow. That is sad. That was a really rough card for Chinese fighters last night, but it was not as rough as the card that Zhang your Chinese fighters lost. I, I went I went so close for that number because I remember that on the Zhang Wei Li cards, we had about four or five. Mm-hmm. Chinese yep. fighters. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Any other fights on there? Of course. Let's go into Shabazian. Edmund, oh, sure. The Golden Boy. Screaming. Screaming fans in the stands. <laughs> Shabazian. I mean, look. Um, Shabazz dude, is a one-round fighter, man. Yeah, we had, we had Jack Hermans, Hermanson against Edmund. I mean, mostly I, I do have to stand for the Euro boys. I'm not a particular fan of Jack Hermanson. And that fight against Edmund, let's preface by Edmund is a huge talent. No questions asked. He he got decisioned here, and I think he, he, he lost his last two. He lost against Derek Brunson via TKO. He got mauled there. And now Jack Hermanson decisions him. Um, look, <clears throat> first of all, dude is 23. So, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought he was older. No, no, he's 23. So, he has a lot of lot of space to improve. He actually was training for this fight with um with a very famous kickboxer from Glory, the Glory um champ. 
Vakitan, and he is a huge talent. So, in your from your standpoint, uh, Vakitan, Vakitov, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, from your standpoint, what went wrong? Because that fight actually remembered me for, um, for Hermansen's performance against our very good friend, the man with the best walkout music ever. You know who he is? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. My God, did I lose? Did I lose my? <laughs> did, did I lose myself in that? I think no, it doesn't matter. What is what is your take on why did Hermansen win, and why did Shabazian lose? Shabaz is a one round fighter, right? Mm. Like, Maybe, like he, yeah. he he looked he looked good. He looked good in the first. I I, I even took a note: punch, punch to mummy guard. That's that's not that's not a bad way to go uh, in the first round, but then uh, couldn't keep it up. So so you're telling me he trained with a kickboxer to fight a grappler? Is yeah. that what you're telling me? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. That that's that is the kind of coaching mentality that I expect coming out of uh, Edmund's gym. <laughs> Glendale fighting. Art, Glendale. <laughs> he he trained with Artem Vakitov, and for for people who don't know, um, that dude is one of the best kickboxers kickboxers of all time. Like, and I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying no Jack joke. Manson's a grappler. And we know that Edmund is a hard hitter and he, he likes the stand-up game and I think it's okay to train with, with Vakitov for that fight. But you know that Hermansen only has one, one way to win, basically, I'd say. And that, yeah. is, that is take you down, take, submit you. Take you down and own you. Yeah. He, and he, he did. Yeah, he did. I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. It was great for Jack. Jack Jack and and that's another and that's another one of the fights that I kind of felt like, yeah, J J Jack needs this fight in a way. Like mm -hmm. Jack needs to Jack needs to say I'm still here. Absolutely. You know? But did he say that? Did, did did he did he did that performance like made made you feel something? Uh, I don't like the higher you get in weight classes, the less I start to care. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, I, I'm, it was certainly fun for me to watch with our, with the, the teammates screaming in the background and, and, and Edmund just completely unable to get out of it. It was fun, but I mean, it's a fight. It's on a fight night card. So I wasn't like uh -huh. like super invested. Now I, I basically I sorted my brain now. What what this fight remembered me of was a fight um, of Magomed Ankalaev, and he fought Paul Craig, and it, it basically was the same the same That's fight. Right. Like That's Paul. Right. Exactly. Ankalaev is a a monster of a guy and a very very good fighter, and he 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 butchered. Paul Craig for three minutes uh, for for three rounds, and then Paul Craig put up a submission like uh, I think it was a triangle like mm -hmm. at the yep. very last ten seconds of the fight, and he submitted. Let, let's say a lucky. It's not a lucky punch. It's a lucky submission. <laughs> he submitted, and that fight really re remembered me of Hermanson because he was getting battered in the first. Like he had, had nothing for yep. for Shabazian. Yep. But then, yep. yeah, as you said, it, you might be right that Chabasi needs just just have a bit of bit more bit of better conditioning because he, I he almost was... I almost want to go like full full like full like bro science on him and tell him to move to altitude, <laughs> train at altitude. You know, oh, you like, think, you like think... dude, like come on, move to Denver, go 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 train at altitude and get your conditioning up. So and see how sea you level Chabasian is where it's at. Possibly, sea <laughs> level Shabazian is good for the first round. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, look. Yeah, but that I, I I did like that fight. It was it was okay. It was just like I mean, maybe it's a bit too early for Shabazian. He really has to work on some stuff. I'm not quite sure what he has to work on besides the conditioning. Besides, I don't think that Hermanson was such a dominant grappler and he could take him down easily. And he was just, but he was just mauling him after after like two rounds, and then it was yep. it, it was the takeover from there. Um. Yeah. What else did stand I out? I think we gotta. I think we gotta talk about uh, how good Font looked, or maybe how yes. how 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 just one-dimensional Cody looked. Is that fair? Cody Cody kept trying to 
Cody kept reaching down to the well to smash Font, and uh, Font just kept seeing him do it and stepping back. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was Fuck. just it was just, and I'm not quite sure. I don't have many takes on Garbrandt. It was basically like he was invincible in that fight. If I can, I I can't find a better description. Um, Font was, I mean, he was jabbing like a king. Yep. I think in almost every exchange there was in in every not not that many power shots but a lot a lot a lot of jabs which which do work in MMA very good um i mean i i couldn't i couldn't point out what garbrandt could have done better maybe you can but font did did a masterful like that that was really a tech that that was a technical ass technical fight it it went 25 minutes um it was dominant like i i i think Font was never in danger of anything. And it wasn't because Garbrandt is a bad fighter or he couldn't, he just, he was just outclassed in every way. Gar- Garbrandt, there was one one moment Garbrandt went to the wrestling. I think Font used a Kimura to get up. I did take a note about it. It was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, also, but I the only, if I had a complaint, it was just that. Like Rob was, Rob was getting reactions from stuff like there was a body shot in there that immediately got a reaction and Cody tried to no sell and you're watching and you're really just want font to go after it but that's so dangerous to do so I get it but yeah it was it was a it was he looked great uh just out, out class a technical like you said a technical ass MMA fight I did when you're doing it that well, I did want him to just go for it and get a finish. But, you know, he got the win. I'm not gonna complain about that. It yeah. was pretty awesome. Um sorry, I have to go back for one for one thing. We we did mention Uh-oh. the storyline of the ten eight rounds and that we said that okay, it's clearly a ten eight round in the Yan Shanyan versus Esparza fight. Um the commentary team, after that I had to mute it, they were screaming for 10-8s in the Shabazian against Hermanson fight. Um, they didn't. In round three. They, uh, I don't so, remember it being a being a demolishing, so I'm going to... Just to, just to tell you, that is not a 10-8 round. In the criteria, it is not. But... yeah. Sure. I think I think it would be interesting to start. I mean, if it's not in the criteria and it's not written there, you can't just say, "Oh no, we're we're now a bit more liberal with ten eight rounds." It just doesn't work that way. But I think we can talk about rounds being ten eight if one of the fighters just doesn't bring anything offensive to the table, hmm. because it, he was he was in most of the time he was in 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 Shabazian's half guard. I'm just ground and pounding him, um, and it wasn't demolishing him. It wasn't. It, it was. I, I don't think it was near finishing him. It wasn't a lot of action. He didn't try to submit him, but Shabazin didn't do anything about it. So I think it would be interesting to start talk about and think about giving rounds like these at ten eight. But in the in the moment or at the moment, sorry, nothing in the unified rules of MMA is pointing to 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 a round like this um, and, and justifying giving it 10-8. Sorry, I had to, no, I had to get to that out. Some sort of significant damage and activity, right? Damn it. So, significant it's okay. damage. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. The, I mean, there is not much to say about the font versus garbage fight. I, I'm not even sure if I'd recommend watch that to anyone anybody go out of their way to watch that fight if you're stumbling over it your fight pass or whatever then then just go and watch it it was technical it was beautiful it was perfect if you know who Garbrandt actually is and, and <laughs> what person he can be just watch the the Garbrandt versus Dominic Cruz fight and you see <laughs> I mean that is I need, I need Cody to get mean man and I felt like he he got mean for a second but kept dialing it back yeah because he, he had to because to because his last few fights he lost because he got so mean he got so, so wild yeah so it's like <laughs> so 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 it's almost like when Tyron decided to actually have activity and got yeah. caught you know and, Look, and and so so we're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't because all he did this one was get smashed for five rounds 
Yeah, it's uh, it's sad. Mm, but yeah. yeah, all overall, um, let let's just run down this event because we have a lot of other fights and it's only twenty minutes left. So yeah, Font versus Garbrandt was technical fight. I I loved it to to watch it, but I'm not quite sure if it's worth to go back to. Esparza had the performance of a career. Um, so go watch that and hopefully Rose finds her motivation to do that matchup. <laughs> yeah, for real. And we had, we had a, another heavyweight fight, Vandera versus Taffa. I mean, look, look it's a three-round heavyweight affair. Cannot be good. Don't, don't go to... It was a lot of blood, if you like, stuff like this, but I mean... I did. I loved, I loved stuff like this. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> then we had Felicia Spencer versus Norman Dumont. The only thing I wrote down here was the stance of Spencer is abysmal. You cannot strike don't, like this if, if you are a pro fighter in two, in 2021 you ju- don't do it. I mean yeah. that that is that is crazy. Yeah. People said people said that Spencer had a night off but damn it, damn it, damn it. That is that is not a, that is not good. Uh, Ramos versus Algio. Look, I mean, it was a fight. Uh, Maybe maybe no, no. hard to judge or hard to to give a to give a ranking. So, but oh, yeah. And then Mechabazin versus Hermanson. We talked a lot about this fight. So no no use to go into that again. Um, what did I forget? Ah, oh, Rothwell just <laughs> demolished that poor dude. Court McGee props. We talked about this too. Bruno Silva. I mean, come on. He almost got me with his ghost busting. Um, then we have Dvorak, uh, our Euro boy. Very good performance. One arm guillotine. And Dami Ismagulov defeating Rafael Alves with a decision as decision wrestling fest. So that was the event. Awesome. <laughs> oh, uh, we, we forgot something. And I yes. think I think it's not um it's not a coincidence that we forgot. What happened? What did we forget? Felder retired. Yes. What? Well, so did uh, so did uh, 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 Yeah. Juba. So Alan Juba. Yeah. Des- the desk guys are all like, "Yeah, this is way nicer than getting punched in the head." Look. <laughs> did you feel retire- anything? Retirement party. Did you feel anything about this retirement? He, he Felder was in the commentary booth, and he just started to give a. Some sort of a premeditated speech. It was a little speech. awkward, man. Like, it, <laughs> like they, yeah. they surprised Juban with a montage, and they cut to Juban, and he's like almost crying, and talks at length with Bilal about the fight that they had because they were sitting right next to each other. And then the one for Felder, like it was kind, it felt kind of like, I don't know, it felt different. It didn't, it didn't have that same emotion to it. You know None what I mean? whatsoever. Also, the camera angle was weird. The, the camera was pointing down. Yeah, at him. The, the Look, camera. So it's the camera guy is standing up on the cage, <laughs> looking down at those guys. It's a little awkward as well. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we'll we can go into Felder's career. Um, I just I just found it, and, and I think awkward is the perfect word. English is not my first language, so I'm not quite sure if it really is. But um, that retirement speech in the commentary stool. I mean, I, I wrote down why. <laughs> Why? It wasn't. It it wasn't good. I mean, that dude hadn't had the the best of careers. Also, not the worst. He was in some exciting fights. Um, but yeah, do we have a factoid about Paul Felder? Factoid provided by Vidya. Yes, uh, thank you, Vidya. Felder is the last guy to beat Charles Oliveira. It's amazing. I don't know how this guy amazing. found it out, but props to Vidya for that. That is a dude we we're um, frequenting a forum with him. So crazy yeah. that if he pointed that out um yeah, i have wild. to point out I, I, I do have to make the same joke over and over again paul felder is not irish and paul felder is not a dragon you are maybe he's not a dragon you wouldn't know because you wouldn't know what dragons are <laughs> maybe he's definitely irish american let's move on that was uh, ufc fight how night how dare you how <laughs> dare you look all right yeah. So are you gonna run down? You want to just run down a another? You want to run down Bellator? Yeah. So no, 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 get, no, no, no. I'll at? no, no. I'll I'll bring in two um, Euro promotions first. I have oh a, boy! I, I have a very good segue for it. 
I, I hear uh, people all the time say that, oh my, oh my God, these UFC fight nights, they're very bad. Who does even want to watch this? It's, it's, um, yeah, it's sad and all that stuff. But people, <laughs> people, you have, an, <laughs> if you think that this, these fight cards, even, even Bellator, even all, all of the other fight cards we will talk about later, if you think these fights are boring or low level, you have not watched regional level MMA in a long time. <laughs> not saying not saying that there were awesome fighters on these cards or even awesome fights but most you, you see a huge drop in quality in in most of these fights i watched two um german mma promotions first i watched the german mma championships <clears throat> and i watched it because some some of these fighters i know or have um, have seen fight before, or I noticed the stories behind them a bit. Uh, you guys have interviewed. You guys have interviewed a couple people. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, so yeah. let's go into the positive first, um, and I'll, I'll I'll come to GMC later. There was the national fighting championships. <laughs> a a dude from a local gym, Maurice Abevi. Um, he is from the same gym as Benjamin Brander and uh, Roberto Miras. Some very very good high level talent out of Switzerland. And he won his his debut, or his fight, and uh, sorry, the, the first fight of the night at NFC, and it was it was an awesome performance. I saw that on a shaky stream <laughs> somewhere. Amazing. So props to that. Just I just wanted to point out that um, for the low, low, low level of MMA support we have here in Switzerland, um, some gyms like the 360 Martial Arts Gym in Zurich, they do produce very, very good people. And Maurice Abbevi is one of them. So congrats to his win. The rest of the event was good. The, the NFC does good matchmaking. And they they scrape for talent, but they do find good talent most of the time. Excellent. Not unlike German MMA championships. I watched that card um, because the main event was Puranovic against Engicek. Um Puranovic is actually a training partner for Volkan Özdemir. That's why I, I know the guy and know he's he's actually quite good. Um, he missed weight. Not sure what happened there. He also looked like he missed weight. Not not judging here, but... And Engicek, or Engicek, I'm not, not sure how to pronounce that name. Um, that dude is a very, very good, good guy and a very, very high-level talent. So it would be awesome to see him in, in some better fights. Also, another fighter on that card to point out is um, Smolik. Uh, he's a kickboxing convert, and he he embodies the problem German MMA has. That dude is very athletic and very good. He's also a showman, and he's, he's getting criticized for um, having fights with people like Alic, who was basically just there to fall down. And that's mm. exactly what he did. So Smolik can't get good good opponents, and then, of course, fans are telling Smolik that he he does not fight good opponents. <laughs> so it's a bit sad. Well, yeah, it's not up to him necessarily. Not I mean, always. I just want that's it, that's exactly what I wanted to point out that uh, Mikhail Smolik. I mean, look, I'd like to see him tested too, but I know how difficult it is to find opponents, willing opponents who want to fight a dude like that. That dude is like one meter and 90 and a brick house and very athletic and he does tornado kicks like flyweights would do. Um, and it's very, very difficult to find good opponents for, for guys. Um, so GMC is a bit known for that. I saw it in the comments too that their matchmaking is made to look does people... Does he need to go all the way up to Poland or something? I do think so. He he should yeah. he should like. There's, I hope I, it was his MMA debut. Just 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 to say that. So maybe a good a good way to start. But now it's really time for that for that dude to have some bit bit of better opponents. Um, you have to find some zero and zero MMA guy for that dude. Yeah, I, or like. Even like a one and 2 and three and gigantic Polish dude for him to Why fight not? in KSW or, or some smaller promotion up in Poland. What I want to point I, I out, noticed. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what I want to point out, and not not to to dwell too long on these two two um, promotions, um, matchmaking in GMC needs to step up because it's not fun to see complete beginners or 
just people who clearly do not belong in the in the cage against very very good guys like like Smolik. And Smolik is not an MMA fighter by any means because it's it was his debut. But and I think that is a good segue, like the creative matchmaking, let's say, for Bellator. <laughs> <laughs> we had a Bellator okay. event. Do you want to break it down we for did. us? Uh, we can we can run down what I watched. It was on mm-hmm. at the same time as Invictus, so I missed some of the festivities. I I need you to fill us in on a few things. Mm-hmm. But Bellator was very Bellator. It had the mismatches and uh, just uh, uh, very very low act very low activity unexciting fights and it had the very exciting mismatches high activity fights <laughs> such is... as at the top yeah leslie smith rematching chris cyborg is just uh it's just so gnarly man leslie smith is another example of a fighter too tough for their own good chris cyborg is now 35 year olds for 35 mm. years old clearly mm. one of the very best female mma fighters on the planet she lost against amanda nunez um and there is not a deep talent pool in that weight class she fights in usually so most of the of the female fighters she can fight either she already did or they clearly overmatched. I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not a guy to commend a fighter on their toughness because it's mostly a a thing to say they just are not good, but very tough. <laughs> and Leslie Smith. I wouldn't even say. I wouldn't even say Smith isn't good. I just mm. don't think she's just she's just completely outclassed by Cyborg. You know, and, and also. You- yeah. You're going to say, oh, outclassed and also already fought. Well, yeah, Cyborg already did both with Leslie Smith. Yeah. Smith is also older by three years. Exactly. It's, it's like, it's, come on. Look, She's the only one that would take the fight. Is that where we're at? Maybe, yeah. And and she yeah. that is the unlucky thing. Whoever is to blame here, I mean, Cyborg is now in Bellator. Their talent pool is even worse. The talent pool is minuscule. Than, than the UFC's talent pool if you can say it like that i mean at least you'd have a a matchup um in in the ufc with 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 cyborg like you can you could do holly holm again you could could you could do germain de randomi for example again that's at least some higher level of, of competition but leslie sure. smith i mean I, I was surprised that cyborg tko'd her in the fifth like 10 seconds left or something like that Yep. That Leslie Smith was, yep. was in there so long. You can beat Chris Cyborg. It's not impossible. You can do it. Amanda showed how you do it with just overpowering her. And Yurina uh, Bars in, in kickboxing several years ago showed how you can do it without technique her. So it is possible. It's not impossible. Cyborg is not a cyborg. But I think most uh, of these most of her competition is just not up to par. Yeah. Point it, mate. It, yep, totally. <laughs> did you did you enjoy did you enjoy uh, the Austin Vanderford fight? Let's just just one more thing. I did enjoy yeah. Chris Cyborg's performance. Oh, it, good. It, it was me a, too. It was a very good performance. Not taking anything you know, away from her. <laughs> and and she sees and she saw how she got overpowered by Nunes. Yes, and I think she adjusted for that in Absolutely. this fight. I think that's why it went so long because Absolutely. she did not swarm in when she could have at certain points and he, she has awesome striking she has good distance management she, she has good wrestling um, she does throw nice combinations she has the intensity and the ferocity i like so very good performance by cyborg it's just not it's sad um that we can't see her again against amanda nunez or against kayla harrison but now we're in imagination territory. So Austin Vanderford against Fabian Edwards. Why are we even talking about this fight? Fabian Edwards is the brother of Leon Edwards, <laughs> the most overlooked MMA fighter in the UFC. And Austin Vanderford is the most overlooked husband <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> I believe friend of the show, Ariel Helwani, uh, tweeted after this fight, 
Mr. Van Zant no longer. Look, I mean, you have made it, Austin Vanderford. You were on the map. Why would you even eleven wins? Yeah, that fight was pretty boring. Yeah, I didn't care, but I just do. I do think the storyline is funny. The storyline is uh, funny. Vanderford is an is a awesome fighter, like really, really good fighter. Way better than his wife ever will be. With both in of his, his defense, yes. In his defense, I had no idea he was married to Paige until before this fight. So it's so sad because know. always, if, if if people talk about Vanderford and we we do it too, the first thing that people say is, "Oh, that is that is Paige Van Zandt's husband or whatever." And I I'm <laughs> I'm over it. Like this dude is very good. He's a very good fighter. He was not exciting, and he's most of his fights are not exciting to watch. It's just, it's very good. <laughs> it's like can he can he wrestle Fook? Uh, the moose to take that belt. Yes. Awesome. Yes. I hope he does. He can. I hope they book it. Clearly, he can. Clearly. Awesome. Let's do it. So yeah, I watched that fight. Bellator with with some undefeated wrestle fuckers at the top of the 185 and 170 divisions is like is that is just aggressively Bellator. You know what I mean? Like I want to go back to like I want to go back to the funky era. You know. I thought, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I thought that we had to take talk about video games because not much was there. Now we're at fifty six minutes, so we have to speed it up. Invicta, Dude, we can talk about anything for hours. <laughs> no, I will not let you leave Bellator without talking about Syadawad. Syadawad shamed Tan Dan into stopping a fight after he knocked Correct. the guy down four times. <laughs> Only one of the knockdowns Correct. was illegal. <laughs> Yeah, okay. the headbutts, bring he it back. He knocked him down three times with punchings, but he did knock him down once with a headbutt right to the chin. Bring headbutts and, back. Uh, bring headbutts back. Basically, every time he knocked him down, he just pointed at him and looked at Tan Dan and was like, what do you want me to do here? <laughs> Look. Great. Oh, hilarious. Look, I mean... Okay. For the following... That's, I just had to get it out. Ugh. If you like headbutts... Then this Probably fight not is the sport for you. No, but this the the sport of old. Just just watch some Mark Kerr fights if you like headbutts. <laughs> if you like if you like like true headbutt games. Yeah. Mark yeah, Kerr um, was the I mean he was called the Smashing Machine in that documentary. If you haven't seen that one, just do it. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. Um, yes, one of the best. Like no, let, let's say let's just say it, it's the best MMA documentary there is. It's sad, but it's. It's very good, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's a bit. That's it about for for Bellator. I did it enjoy it Bellator more than I should. Bellator. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I always enjoy the shit out of Bellator. <laughs> I, it's also really, ha- really like a happy, like a happy world when Invicta is also on, so I can have Bellator muted and not hear them talk and just watch when it's exciting. I was not able. Invicta I was not able to make time to for Invicta. for Invicta yet, and I'm very How sad about it. You? Just just for the Euro guys, um, Invicta is free to watch on it's YouTube. On YouTube. We'll, link it. And we'll link it in the show notes. I mean, I'm just telling you that I have a feeling in my urine that it will be free going on. I I might have heard something. I love it. You're you're more plugged in than me. I need it. I I don't even if it's even if it was a subscription like GMC is running their YouTube page. I'm I'm the kind of person that would pay, but I don't think I think I'm a far far outlier, and they would do better just having it across YouTube somehow or across some app from Access TV. Give us a very give us a very short rundown of of Invicta. There are some OO now 10 fighters that are exciting. It was fun to see them debut in Invicta and know that they will be there for these this at least first leg of their career. Um, and there are some people that were back after the last Invicta. Juliana Miller, a brown belt or black belt or something from 10th Planet, who always looks like, like she's high, is uh, was fighting and got a standing Kimura to take down, which was really cool. She did lose the fight uh, and needs to work on her striking, but it's ex- it's just exciting. I think I mentioned it last week to see these fighters come into Invicta right at the start or very early in their career and start building their careers there. I'm really interested to see 
what happens when someone like uh, Julianne or Miller or the winner of the 125-pound belt, Rodriguez, is uh, starts getting courted by Bellator or PFL or the UFC because the title fight for the 125 belt was close and then started uh, taking the thing over later and was a fun fight to see. We had, we had people that were just swinging for it uh, and also showing some technical striking. Rodriguez trains at the same gym as Alexa Grasso, their teammates. And it, it, she looked good. She yes, I'll, I'll link. I'll link um, Invicta on on YouTube. Oh, it's it's, it's still mention. there. Yeah. Please. Oh yeah, it's it's still there. Honorable mention to Klein in her intro. Just went like full Just Bleed guy impression. It was perfect. Great. Just Bleed guy. <laughs> Bless <laughs> that dude is impressive. Oh, I awesome. think that dude. That I, dude. En- I enjoyed. The sh- I enjoyed the hell out of it. There's <laughs> a lot of technical. Difficulties as usual with small MMA promotion, just yeah, barely not, getting not so good. Lots of yeah, technical difficulties for for GMC, by the way, as well. I saw in, a lot of people complaining that they couldn't get into the stream, so that is sad. Mm-hmm. It's not good when you can't serve your customers the content they so desire. <laughs> no. Um. Did you know that Fabia and Diego Sanchez broke up? Did they though? Because he said did clearly. You? clearly that they ended their professional relationship <laughs> i'm i'm a i i saw that did you will this into existence by making me think about these guys every sunday morning yes yeah you probably did <laughs> i don't i don't even know what to think i, I it, there's a part of me that's like as a professional podcaster i want to like subscribe to diego's only fans now but i can't bring myself to do it I'm I'm making it my goal that I I'll, I'll bring some of you or one of you one day I'll bring one of you to subscribe to Diego Sanchez's only fan and give me the inside scoop. Uh, if the chances that it will be you are there, just just saying I'll I will I mean, that into I, that's existence. Cor- that's too. sort of my own goal as well, except I'm trying to convince you to subscribe to it. I won't do it. May, maybe <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that that was that is the gossip boys segment. Sorry. Um Diego Sanchez abbreviated. Abbreviated. Yeah, abbreviated we'll just we'll just have boys. one thing, one take. Did you know we, we'll have a, a Paul Brothers segment now. Did you know oh, who Jake Paul signed a multi-fight deal with? What? No. Triller, no. I thought. No. What happened? Triller is no more. Wait, did they bankrupt already? I I hope so. But uh, guess probably. who did he find a, a who did he sign a multi fight deal with? Showtime. Yes, you know nice. what else is on Showtime? Bellator. Yes. What yes. is Bellator? You know how I know that because I fucking subscribed to it this weekend. You know what Bellator is home of? of what what guys? Uh, they got my money. Who are they? They they. Uh, who would we pair them with? Who would we pair them? For example, MVP. No, MVP no, maybe? that that guy is too good. He's too good. Okay. Because because uh, Jake Paul all, only will box. But listen, listen, he okay. once threw water balloons at that guy. I have no idea. Dylan Dennis. Okay, yeah, nice. Jake Paul all versus right. Dylan Dennis confirmed here. Oh, I'm wow, just willing that into existence too. Listen that's to, the mo- that fight makes the most sense, yes. right? Then, then there is I mean, another possibility. Another possibility. What's the possibility? Uh, Connor is too good for for Jake Paul, but maybe he'd do it for the money. Soon, soon, Tyron Woodley might be in Bellator too. Just saying. Yeah, that's true. Just saying, Luke. How do you think he would do, Tyron? Yeah probably win but Tyron maybe has lost his spirit yeah, see look wow ah, see we we're, we're back for sure. we're back in the Jake and um, Logan Paul promotion business <laughs> I guess so Logan Paul I will didn't actually even know he was, I didn't even know he would box Floyd until someone stole Floyd's hat yeah Logan Paul Logan Paul uh, will box Floyd Mayweather in a in an exhibition bout that's about 40 kilos be- between the two so awesome listen this is the show. It's uh, it's all we're already over as usual. 
thanks for all the listeners listening. I see you and I, I see the numbers. You are listening. So if you have any questions, <laughs> concerns, comments, hate, love, mostly love, uh, send it to us. Yeah, mostly love. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. It helps. Subscribe on Spotify and iTunes or whatever, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks a lot for listening. That was MMA Love, Love from America. Thank you, Luke, so much for your awesome takes. Oh, we'll get to the PFL matchups next week. Yes. Thanks, man. Oh, yes, we'll have to we'll have to go into PFL. See you of then. Of course. Bye-bye. Bye.